Hi, you guys. Welcome to Education Beyond the Classroom. I'm your host, Allison Schaefer, diving into day two about serial killers. If you didn't listen to one, my day one, go back, listen to that one, and it'll tell you what are some of the traits of a serial killer and why. Why would I dive into this? Curiosity. And I think all of us humans, not all of them, I don't want to say a general statement, a lot of us have that morbid curiosity of the unknown and like, what the frick makes these people do the things they do? I know that's my angle, like, why would they do this? So the next four days, I will highlight a particular um, serial killer and we're going to kick off with Jack the Ripper. So Jack the Ripper, his autumn of terror took place in 1888. From August until November of 1888, he killed five prostitutes. Four of them were solicited, were soliciting their customers when Jack took them, and the other one was not. So when he took these five prostitutes, he would slit their throat and mutilate their abdominal region, um, remove organs. So this led the professionals or the experts to believe that um, the killer was someone who had an, some type of anatomy background or butcher skills or physician skills, etc. So when he did this, the Whitechapel district on London's East End was also extremely poor. They were overcrowded with Irish and Jewish immigrants, and it was just poverty-ridden. So people were living on the streets and literally begging for food. So that might have triggered him. I don't know. I don't know. But it was a bad, bad time that um, this occurred. So some of the other things with our Mr. Jack the Ripper. He's not known. Nobody knows who it is. So I'm going to say this again. Go ahead. Dive in and figure out research um you know, and try to find out. Do your own research. I know I've said that before because there's conflicting information about who done it. And it's like, well, what the heck? So I'm going to give you some names of who done it and why people thought they, um, the experts thought these guys did it, but they never nailed it down. So Montague Druitt Barrister was a teacher with interest in surgery. And Michael Ostrog was a Russian criminal and a physician. And Aaron Kosminski was a Polish immigrant who lived in Whitechapel. No idea why they tied that man in there. Um, so it's still, they questioned him. They did what they needed to do, but they never, ever found out. The other problem was the media just started, oh boy, they started interfering in... Um, it was a media storm. So what our Jack did once in a while is he would write letters to either the police or the head of the vigilante group and taunt, taunt, and he signed one of the letters, Jack the Ripper. So it is indicated that he did that, but then somebody said, no, it was somebody else. It was um, somebody from the community. So Again, conflicting information. You have to decide. So those three men, they think those three men. Let me share real quick the names of the prostitutes because we need to give them, you know, some energy and their family. I know it was in 1888, but there's obviously 
I had to start from somewhere. And, oh, my God, you'll have to hear who I'm related to. Holy crap, that's a, oh, thank God I didn't turn out like that. Anyways, Marianne Nichols was the first one, um, August 31st. Annie Chapman, uh, September 8th. Elizabeth Stride and Catherine Edels were both on September 30th, so he must have been pissed off on that day. And then Mary Jane Kelly was on November 9th, and... She was annihilated, like beyond recognizable when he got done with her. So he took the knife to her and cut and cut. So he must have been extremely angry with that one. Um, again, I told you that sometimes he would mail um, organs to police, etc. Let me share something here. Some um, theories about who, like within the last 20 years, and... Um, who people think killed them. So remember, we have DNA now. So let me share this. Within the last 20 years, emergence of another suspect, Dr. Francis Tumbledy, due to papers found in 1996 that were written by the head of Scotland Yard's special branch, John Littlechild, um, did had researchers begun, or I'm sorry, the researchers have begun to dug into the back ground of Dr. Francis Tumbledy. I read that wrong, but get this. So the head of Scotland Yard, John Littlechild, dug into research of Dr. Francis Tumbledy to, because what happened was during these researches, um, they found out how much Dr. T, I'm going to call him, he hated women. And ew, guess this one. He kept women's body parts in medical jars at his home. And then here's one thing I think that stuck out. He was in the area until the last killing. That would be November 9th, 1888. And then he left to America after that. So that's one, one theory. Here's another one, Love Buttons. So people think that that Aaron Kosminski, he was one of the top three that I gave you, is the killer because here's what they did. This is recently within the last 20 years as well. The scarf that came from the crime scene that had blood and semen on it was tested using DNA. And again, this scarf was found on the scene next to the body of Catherine Edels, which she was the fourth victim. So evidently, fragments of the mitochondrial DNA, which is inherited from the mother, um, was found, and what they did is they took samples of that and compared it to living relatives of Ito's, the fourth victim, and Kosminski, and the DNA matched Kosminski's relative, his living relative. So that's kind of, I mean, it's it's good, but is it true? Is it true? Theory, theory, theory. Oh, my God. Okay, let me share some... Um, good things that came out of this. Um, well, first of all, the police work would have been the same. You know, the police back then did the same, like, inquiry, question, etc. But something that came out of this was criminal profiling. So criminal for, cr profiling was born during JTR, Jack the Ripper's time frame. Um, so if this took place... In this time, in this era, Mr. Jack would have been caught. And you know what? Here's what they would have called him. A sexual predator 
with extreme sadistic tendencies. Not that I'm a big label person, but you have to know, what the heck? Why would Jack the Ripper do all of this? So that, my friends, like the criminal profiling coming out of that, that's really cool. But if it took place during that time frame, um, or I'm sorry, he would have been labeled a sexual predator with extreme sadistic tendencies if he were caught right now. I think that's it. Oh my gosh. So I'm going to leave you with this. You decide. You want to dive into it? Go ahead. There's Wikipedia. There's um, USA Today. There's a plethora of information. You figure out who done it because I am not 100% sure who done it, but I know for sure there was an autumn of terror in 1888 from August to November, and it was brutal. It was sadistic, and it is not human-like. All right, I'm wrapping it up for today, this fun day Friday. Thank you so much for listening, everyone out there. And if you jumped on for the first time, hit follow so you get notifications. Um, Monday, I will kick it off with um, Sir Jeffrey Dahmer. I was getting sick reading all the stuff he did. So that's going to be a little bit more graphic. So be ready for that. Again, um, just kind of appeasing that curiosity of why these people do the things they do. And Jeff was pretty open about it. Jack, we couldn't even talk to the dude, so we have no idea who Jack the Ripper is. Again, do your research. All right, everybody, make sure you have an amazing weekend. Like I said, Monday, Friday, take care of yourself and keep on learning. Keep on learning. It is the essence of life, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Peace out.